Having the foundational knowledge is one thing, but then there are some practical tools you can use in conversation because having the practical knowledge can then just turn into an argument. Mm -hmm. And it is important for us to, to be able to give a reason for what we believe with gentleness and love. There's this balance that you get the information and then you might want to go running into that conversation and like beating the other person up with it. We don't want our witness to be compromised in either way, not by not having the knowledge or by beating someone over the head with the knowledge. Hi there, this is Study With Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are talking about expanding our apologetics toolbox with help from Holly's book, Searching for God. We use long-form programming, and this episode is a part of a series. You can get all the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, about the resources we provide, and about the larger work that we are doing all at studywithfriends.org. Now let's begin today's episode. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for uh, the shoulders we stand on here of great thinkers uh, who have examined the faith carefully and have come through that examination with uh, a really great understanding of who you are and who we are in light of you. Uh, ask that you would give us some wisdom today um, to share that truth and uncover new ones as you see fit. And we ask that you would use this uh, for the good of your kingdom and the glory of your son. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I feel like we don't have to introduce ourselves, but I'm Holly. I'm always here. Uh, I'm not always here. Actually, sometimes you're here <laughs> without me. I like that. Uh, and I am also the author of this book, which is what we're going to be talking about today, which is awkward and it feels weird, but I'm going to just move past that. And uh, we're talking about the book because we um, talked about it a lot in the previous episodes, and so that's sort of my role is facilitator of the conversation and author of the book. So that's who I am. I'm Kathy and I have been married for 22 years this month and I have three kids. I go to a Baptist church. I consider myself non-denominational and uh, I've been in that seat. I think that's the official teaching seat. Yes. Is it? Is this <laughs> the official know. teacher seat? Yeah. You have been in this seat. Yeah, I've been in that seat. And uh, I am very excited to talk about this book. Um, what we're going to find probably coming through our conversations together is I'm very skeptical as well as excited. So there's uh, there's a mm -hmm. uh, juxtaposition in my um, in the way I feel about mm -hmm. these types of conversations. And so I think that will come out, and I think that will hopefully work well. Me too. Uh, as we talk Although I wonder if we're going to not have the great conversation that we would because we're both kind of in the same headspace. About, like, we're both natural skeptics. Yeah. And I wonder if um, someone who is more accepting, um, I don't know, but we'll see. Right. We'll see how it goes. But I think, I think it's a natural skeptic who, who really digs into these yeah. things. A natural skeptic, I think, is the person who doesn't take answers on face value. And 
that's I, I think that's a good thing because for me it has really deepened my faith I respect that not everybody needs to do that or feels like they want to do that but I think that one of the purposes of the series that we've done up until now at study with friends and the purpose of this book was to help people feel not afraid to do that yeah because if you choose not to do it that's fine you are a person who has been gifted with the spiritual gift of faith to a greater degree maybe than 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 i have i mean i have faith but i also have a lot of questions and so so i just want to sort set the table that way because I, i it's so important to me for whatever reason especially women do not like the word apologetics feel shy about the activity um and i and i that that's something that you know in our own teeny tiny little way i'd like to disrupt Mm -hmm. because we have questions and we have good brains and we can ask those questions and our faith can stand up to those questions so i'll do a little forecasting um again we're using this book you can get it on the website um, it's called Searching for God. It goes with actually a video series that um, dwarfs me <laughs> because there are amazing um, apologists who uh, collaborated on this project. Um, I don't want to name any of them because that I'll forget somebody and mm-hmm. then um, yeah. and then that will be bad. Uh, and I would feel bad about that, but there, I may mention some names as we walk through it because of the things that they said, mm-hmm. and I want to give them credit and not take the credit for myself. So we are going to kind of walk through a, a 10,000 foot view of, of the content of this study guide and the study guide again, partners with a video series. And we hope that it provides a little bit of fodder for thought and conversation, whether it's individual or group use. So um, the first thing that, um, and I will give credit to Brendan McGuire. So Brendan uh, did the um, documentary that ended up being this video series. And it was through his exploration of the faith that he uncovered and sort of journeyed through the things that ended up being the documentary. So huge love to Brennan. Um, and to add in, it was an excellent video and it's a great showing of how different people think. And I feel like so many of us would fit in those categories. Yeah. And so I really appreciated that yeah, video a he lot. He did a great job. Yeah, and I thought he's great. And uh, for those of us who are familiar with video and study guide mm-hmm. series, it doesn't really play that way. It really does play more like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that he constructed it um it's different so it's it's worth it's worth uh partnering with but we're going to do what we're going to do uh together on this program okay so the first bit that he um uh talks about in the video and that we uncover and journey towards in the book is the state of christianity today and one of the things on the video is we call it man on the street interviews and it really just um, is a cold, uh, can I record, can I ask you a question? Can I record this question? 
And it's literally asking people on the street, what do you think Christianity is? Do you consider yourself a Christian? And uh, this documentary is probably five years old now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you think about where we are in the timeline of the U.S., uh, you know, with the pandemic, this was pre-pandemic. Uh, I would say the pandemic created even more division. I do think that the pandemic caused people to think and look at maybe existential things, but uh, it was a little bit of a different world, um, but not so terribly different that it's not still true, the perceptions of people um, about Christianity. And um, what were some of the things that stuck out in the video for you as far as the perceptions of Christianity? Well, I I thought most of them just really, like there was nothing in there that I saw that I wouldn't have heard or thought myself before. Mm -hmm. So as we get obviously deeper into some of the questions, I didn't come to faith until I was an adult. So there were a lot of things that I would say, yep, I can completely think that, or yes, I know friends who think that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very involved in my gym. And so I'm around many people who aren't believers and we have close relationships. And so these are all things that I've heard before that I can sense inside of them when you, when Mm -hmm. they hear Mm -hmm. things about that we're Christian. And so there was nothing in there that was surprising, which in some ways makes me sad because I don't want to be looked at like Mm -hmm. that. Um, So uh, I just thought it was very perceptive. I I just didn't think it was too much. You thought it was a good representation of the average. Yeah. So were there any, a couple that I'm going to ask you for actual ones that stuck out, but I'll tell you a couple that stick out for me. Um, Is the guy who said, it's just really a bunch of rules. Mm -hmm. And he said it's the, the the church is just like any other organization, like IBM or, and and I thought, oh, he sees it as it has governance and rules, but that's all that it is. Um, I think that's pretty pervasive. Uh, the other one that always really stuck out to me was the couple who thought who he said, do you consider yourselves Christians? And they said, yes. But they really had no sense of what yeah. Christianity was when he pressed in. And that really speaks to what we're going to talk about in a few minutes, which is sort of this inoculation and in Christian cultural Christianity. Um, were there any that there weren't any in particular? So that's why I, I yeah, just, that's okay. I didn't want yeah, to say there weren't any in particular, but I just remember each one that I heard it, it felt it felt representative. So that's why mm-hmm. I don't think anything really stood out because everything represented mm-hmm. things that I've, yeah. that I've already heard yeah. and been a part of. So, and I heard you say it made you sad, mm-hmm. but I'd like to shift your thinking just for a minute. It makes me sad too, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish, it, may, it makes me sad because I wish that more people understood where mm-hmm. the joy and, and the actual uh, truth in it is and the satisfying truth of it. I wish that more people understood that. That's our job as Christians mm-hmm. to make make disciples. Um, but it also encourages me because of what you said, which is there's a sameness mm-hmm. in perception. And so what we're going to be talking about through the course of what we I think is going to be a pretty long conversation, so probably several episodes, is how um, we're going to use big words like naturalism and relativism and pluralism but and of course we all know about atheism but it's helpful 
when we think about how do I then have conversations mm-hmm. about my faith? And I, I'll say here, and I'll, I'm sure I'll say it again. I don't think in a normal, organic, you know, coffee shop conversation, the word naturalism should right. probably come up. But I do think that we as Christians should be well-informed and well-versed enough in the competing theories and ideas that we can make an argument. I mean, that's what we're called to do in the Bible. Be prepared to give a reason for the hope that is in you and do it with gentleness and love. I think I'll leave that last bit off. Uh, And so... This is just us being prepared as yeah. we're called to be. Yeah. And and it, yes, it helps if you are a person who has a lot of questions. That's great. I think those of us who have asked and had those questions answered are naturally more prepared for those questions when they come to us. Mm-hmm. And so if, if questions make you absolutely freeze, then it's like spend some time looking right. at, ask the questions, answer the questions. Another one of my favorite books um, it's down here. I don't know if you can see it, but it's Paul Little. It's called Know Why You Believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy a, I buy it in packs of 10 because it's just structured in a really digestible way. That's like, what do I believe and why? Why? How do I know that's true? And these are simple things you can do. They're easy reads. These are easy reads. This isn't like academic, you know, text, yeah. not what's up here. Right. <laughs> um it's okay. Like you can find those answers. So uh, on the one hand, I I do get sad and a little frustrated. Uh, But on the other hand, it's comforting to me that, that there's a sameness to the objections and the competing ideas so much so that in most conversations, I'll be able to find my footing. Yeah. And well, and that's what I, I can appreciate. So, so one of the things that I'm skeptical about is the idea of apologetics. Cause you had said earlier, um, some women are sort of put off by it. And I, I'm one of those women. And I, I'm put off by the concept, but not by the idea of it, which is going to sound so strange when it comes out that way. Because I do believe that we should know mm-hmm. why we believe what we believe. Now, again, I came as an adult, so I already had some deep questions and you know I wasn't settled in mm-hmm. a faith so I had a lot of questions and so I was able to ask a lot of questions and then go to scripture to find a lot of those answers um, but when we are in a situation where we're in a coffee shop with a really dear friend of ours and we find out that naturalism is something that they find to be more true right mm-hmm. or they call themselves a Christian and yet mm-hmm. they believe in pluralism or they believe in um, universalism right mm-hmm. like all these things uh, for us to have an understanding that we go, oh, that might be a little bit of a red flag. How do I ask a now question? Now what? Right. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. what? Now where do I go? And I think that can only come when we are so comfortable and settled in our faith yeah. and what Jesus really says to us yeah, I agree. in his scripture. And so some of that nerves comes in there like, oh, they just said this and mm-hmm. it doesn't sound right from mm-hmm. what my pastor said. But, and instead of having to maybe go to our pastor, being a little more comfortable in asking them a question where they, you know, why they think what they think. And mm-hmm. so I think the concept and idea of apologetics is important, but maybe coming at it and saying, I'm going to be an apologist, right, might be different. And I, But we talked before yeah. we started the camera, like I don't even consider myself right. an apologist. Yeah. I think that's part of the issue, that like we have this tier of people, yep. and let's be honest, it's mostly men. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the women doing the work, but... 
And so I think it's like this far away idea. And I, I just think all of us should be all every Christian should be able to give a, a, apologetic apologetics. The, the root just means in defense of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that maybe our perception of it is just too lofty and, yeah. we, and it's good to bring it down. Right, an apologist is a pastor. An apologist is yeah, a, or like these guys on yeah, debates, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whereas, whereas we in the United States have access to so much, yeah. you know. And I've said it probably on multiple podcasts, but we have access, so much easy access to a Bible. I have ten Bibles sitting in my house. Yeah. You have all of this literature here that can help us really yeah. understand. We have podcasts galore yeah. on YouTube that can really help us understand where we are if we genuinely believe that we are in the United States because God has us in the United States, using our advantages yeah. in a really good way is important. And so I do believe as women, but we're we lazy. Up, we're stronger. I know. We're lazy. I know. Things are and easy. we just want the pastor to feed us something right. and we eat it and then we leave. Right. We don't want to go foraging for food on our own. Yep. Let's be honest. I mean, and a lazy faith is going to be caught on the back foot mm-hmm. when you're in a conversation. And then you're going to feel bad because you're going to know that you missed an opportunity to witness mm-hmm. for, for the gospel. And I, I, I think all of us have that. And some sometimes it takes a few experiences like that to drive us to get the answers. I mean, I've shared a few times that my family was a big driver for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like being caught on the back foot of really well-reasoned arguments against my faith. (laughs) I didn't like that. I mean, let's be honest. I I was young. I didn't like being wrong. Nobody likes being wrong. Right. (laughs) Uh, But I I really wanted to understand for myself and be able to defend it. Something you said a moment ago, I just wanted to circle back to. Um, After this series, I'm going to do very practical. uh, So in this series, we're talking about the foundational um, concepts of Christianity and the competing ideas. Mm-hmm. After this series, I'm going to do um, sort of a practical workshop of, I know people hate role-playing, but it's helpful if you were to be the person who asked the question and I could give you some answers because then I can show you the tools that I use, um, you know, I call one uh, disarm and um, deconstruct. Uh, I'll go through all of those tools because having the foundational knowledge is one thing, but then there are some practical tools you can use in conversation because having the practical knowledge can then just turn into an argument. Mm -hmm. And it is important for us to, to be able to give a reason for what we believe with gentleness and love. And so there's this balance that you get the information and then you might want to go running into that conversation and like beating the other person up with it, which so we have to have a balance there because we don't want to, we don't want our witness to be compromised in either way, not by not having the knowledge or by beating someone over the head Mm -hmm. with the knowledge. And so there's a balance and I want to try to strike that through the next few uh, series. So Know that that's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, and I may reference it. Um, I may reference it. 
but I'll get really into it in the next series. Okay, so foundationally, we talked about some perceptions of Christianity. Um, do you, what's your what's your biggest concern about like if you if you could just gather your thoughts and tell the whole let's say country let's not say world because that'll make you nervous the whole <laughs> <laughs> that's too far that's too much <laughs> too far just in the borders right. a whole bunch of people if you could just gather your thoughts and say if there's one thing I wanted you to know about Christianity that you have wrong <sighs> it's this so. Oh, that's so hard because there's so many things. I know. That's but, why I'm asking you to kind but, of just, and it, it's a, you're, like, yeah. you're just one person. I'm just asking for your opinion. So if, if there was one thing I would want everyone to know, it would be that your hope is in Christ because there's a lot of negative aspects like why this, why that, why this, yet our hope is always in Christ. So when we are sad, our hope is in Christ. When crisis occurs, there's hope in Christ. When, right, because he did what he said he did. He will continue to do what he says he does. And he will eventually come back and do what he said he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And so there's always hope there. And so someone who believes in Christ will always have hope, even in their darkest moments. Mm -hmm. And we all have dark moments. So this idea of not suffering or having a good life or having a lot of money or having all the toys or going on vacations, right? Because our hopes come in those. Your hope can only be in one firm, cemented thing, and that is Christ. And so if I could ever just, like, if there was one thing I could, I could show wand. people. A magic wand, yeah. Right. It would be, that's where your hope is. It's hope. It's about hope. It's hope. This program is produced by Study With Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends.